before we get started, uh, I want to say thank you for allowing me to share this space with you. Um, I'm honored. I, um, I'm blessed uh, that you would give me your, your time. You know what of I'm course. saying? And I don't take that for granted at all. You know, when someone give you give you their time, I really feel like, you know, time was a very precious, valuable asset. And for you to do this, man, I, I, I'm really grateful for it. So I just want to start with that. Um, let's say you walk into a room, right, into a mm. business meeting. Mm. Uh, let's say you had a networking event. Your time to speak and get on stage. Yeah. How you introduce yourself to people? Uh, so I want to view myself as people, as somebody who's like... A servant leader, because I like to serve people. Somebody who walks into the room and I'm very confident and somebody that's very approachable too as well. I think that's the biggest thing, being approachable to people. So when you walk in the room, making sure that you your energy like vibrates to other people's energy too right. as well. So it, it just transfers to other people's like body too as well. When you walk into a room, you want to you wanna be happy. You want to have high vibration. So I want to make sure when I walk in the room that they remember me too as well. Like, dang, she was like super nice. She gave me some dope game. Right. And that's, that's the type of person I want to walk into the room. Every time I go in the room, I make sure that I make somebody feel special. Man, that's, I like that you say that, but now I feel bad because when you walk into this room, you don't look too happy. Now I'm messing with you. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Um, but speaking of game, giving away game, like, that's one thing I could applaud you on. Like every mm. time, every time I go to your page, you giving a game. Yeah. And y'all run this play. Yeah. I got this play. Y'all run this play. Yeah. I'm like, she be giving away everything. Yeah. What's that about? Like, where does that giving spirit come from? So I like the. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I like to under, under deliver. I want no. What's the word? I saw the thing with me is I like to under promise over deliver. That's all I like to do. Under promise, over deliver. So meaning like people usually come to my page, they probably think I ain't going to get no game out, but I'm going to over deliver on the information for you to take action. So when you go do it, you're going to screenshot me and say, dang person, you helped me get, you know, my first credit card. Dang person, right. you helped me, you know, get my credit from 500 to a 700, you know, credit score. So now my car um, APR isn't 10% no more. Now it's, it's 5% or 3%, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's the thing that I love. So that's why I don't mind giving away, like, free information because the paid information is way more crazier, too, as well. Right, nah, facts. So that's why I don't I don't care about serving people. Like, that's why I think God put me on earth to serve people to impact more lives. That's what we all here for, man. At, at every level, at every level, we're here to serve. Yeah. And I admire what you do. You know what I mean? I, you walk into your purpose and you're doing your thing, and I salute you. I, I really that. salute you for that, for real. Um, let's go back into the backstory a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Where you was at before you got into the credit? Oh, so I was working in the healthcare industry for six years. So I got two degrees. So I went to Cal State Bakersfield um, and got my BA and ran track. Running track, right? Yeah, and I got an um, MBA at Loma Linda University. So I always wanted to work in the healthcare field. I wanted to be like a CEO of a hospital. Um, but then I guess like my, I just started to transition to more entrepreneur stuff because I wanted more freedom because all my friends were doing what they like whenever they wanted to. Right. They was traveling and stuff like that and I couldn't travel because I had to ask my boss for time off all the time. Right. And being in the healthcare field is very like busy. So you really can't take off like short in a short time. So I just started, you know, started side businesses, but it never like really worked out. 
But why, um, why, why it didn't work out? Because I wasn't I wasn't consistent and I didn't have a mentor. Consistent. Well. You hold on, hold on. We we gotta pause that consistency yep. and mentorship. Yep. That's big. Cause you know, like in entrepreneurship space, I hear it all the time, being consistent and having a mentor. Yeah. So at what point did you realize like, okay, I gotta go get a mentor now? So when I seen my other friends getting, you know, a lot of success because they had mentors, they were getting a lot of rooms, they were networking, and that's seen their business go from to going crazy. Like they was ten times their investment. So I was like, I gotta find me a mentor that can literally hold my hand, give me the blueprint that's not gonna fluff me and really show me how to make six figures so where I can replace my job income. So I invested, um, it was during COVID, I, left, I invested my last $5,000 into my mentor and within eight months, uh, I was making six figures. And when I got fired from my job, I was already, um, my first month when I got fired from my job, it was like three weeks in. Now why um, you got fired? I was making organizational changes. <laughs> Not because I wasn't a bad employee, oh, okay, I was just making okay, organizational okay. changes, that's what they said. Uh, I had made 50K in, in, in March 2021. And then I had to call one of my friends, Grizz, and ask him, how can I make another 50K the next month? Because if you can make 50K one month, how can you do it again consistently right. to where I won't have to go back to my nine to five? He gave me some, some crazy marketing strategies. And then the next month I made another 50K plus. So I made my yearly salary within you know two months, which was a blessing. So I, I never had to go back to my job. That's dope. That's dope. So what, what exactly were you doing in the healthcare industry? So I was working in IT, so I was doing a lot of uh, consultant stuff around all the hospitals, so just making sure that the, the program they were using for um, patients were working correctly all the time. Was that something like that you loved doing, or was it just no, a job? No, I didn't love doing it. It was just a job. But I like the healthcare industry because it's always, like, everybody's always going to be sick. I'm right. always gonna, I feel like I'm always going to have a job. Right. <laughs> so I feel like that was a great industry to get in, especially on the administration administration part, because I couldn't be a nurse because I, I, I couldn't take those classes when I was running track. Mm. So, um, yeah, so the, I feel like that was my dream job, getting working at uh, Kaiser, and it just didn't work out. And so that's why I feel like, you know, it was a blessing to disguise because God put me on another path to where right. I can serve more people, help more people, impact more lives. So it all worked out. Man, that's day. good. That's good. So you, you did go to school for that industry? Yep, I went to school okay. for health administration. Now, yeah. the reason I ask is because, you know, like a lot of times people go to school, you know, to college for a certain degree and they end up doing something totally different. Yeah. You well, know what I'm saying? It's like a waste of degree. Yeah. But um, that's what's up, though. That's what's up. Um, Another question I want to ask you is, uh, outside of the credit, what else, what else did you venture into? Uh, car rentals. That's where I started out at, a car rentals. You started off with car, car rentals. rentals. Yeah, before I was doing credit, I was already doing car rentals when I was uh, in grad school. Because uh, my uncles um, and my other uh, business partner, he had a, um, a car lot. So they was already doing, you know, car rentals for movie productions. Right. And my, my uncle used to always come rent out my mom's RV little van and like send her money. So I was like, I need to find a way to get in the industry. So I basically just leveraged my other friends' cars that had Maseratis and G-Wagons and Wraiths. And while they, were, while they were away, like working, I basically put their cars on um, my uncle's lot and my friend's lot and had them manage the cars for me. So I was, they was managing everything, doing drop-off pickups, doing the insurance, doing the contracts for other people. And I was literally collecting money in my sleep. So you had to do nothing other than just get the car and get drop the it car. off. Get the car. That's it. My whole, <laughs> and, I, and I still do that model. Like I, it's called the broker model. The broker so model. So I literally find cars who are underutilized and make money off them. 
to as well. So that's the play I do. Instead of having all that liability to get in my own cars, I'm gonna go find somebody else's cars that either they don't wanna pay their car note, they can't pay their car note, or their car's underutilized. Look at you, you already give up a play already. Mm-hmm. We only like five minutes in, you already drop a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna call you Princess Play, man, because that's yeah. all you do is drop plays. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> all you do is drop plays. Um, so you went into car rentals, mm-hmm. and then what was the next step after that? So I was doing car rentals, and then I started doing, you know, I wanted to look into how to really travel for free. That was, that was my biggest thing. How so can you I like travel traveling? Yeah, I love traveling for free. So my biggest thing was how can I travel for free? But the thing with traveling for free, I had to fix my credit. But let me ask you this, because most people don't, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but mm-hmm. most people don't think they could travel for free. So, oh, yeah. so what, like, what made you think that you could even travel for free? Because people don't even think that they could do that. I started seeing a lot of people using their reward points to book, you know, flights to Dubai and Greece mm. and Jamaica and stuff like that. So I'm just like, dang, how they how they racking up a million dollars in reward points? Like, what's the play on that? A million dollars in reward they'll, points? They'll have a million dollars in reward no points. No chance. So I was like, what's the play? So I was like, YouTube and Googling, you know, you see a little stuff here and there. But I just figured, I found the, the key was, once I fix my credit, I can go out and get multiple credit cards. And each credit card has a sign-up bonus. Right? Mm. So like Chase is, if you spend, I don't know, $15,000 in three months on the business side, you get 100K points. With 100K points, I can use those points and book a flight from LAX to Dubai in business class if I wanted to. So little things like that that I was learning when it comes to credit. That's dope. That's dope. Because when you said travel for free, it just dawned on me that, man, people don't even think they could travel for free. Yeah, you can. You got to use your money. (laughs) Hotels, all that. So yeah. So... Where was the first place you traveled for free, if you could remember? Uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Jamaica was my first, first spot I traveled for free. That's free what's flight. Up. That's what's up. I got, I got a lot of partners from Jamaica. I'm from the Bahamas originally. Okay. Yeah, born and raised in the Bahamas. Hey. Yeah, so and I got a lot of people, you know, fam, friends from Jamaica, from the island. So mm. next time you go, all let right, me know. Man. My people, my, I got people all, people from Jamaica, people, my people in the Bahamas. So. You let me know you tapped in. For, All right. For sure, for sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, so, Kyle Reynolds, then you went into the credit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what was the next business venture? Because I think uh, I heard you spoke about um, a restaurant out there in Houston. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my business partner, Jay Don Mickens, uh, played Super Bowl champ. So, he has a restaurant out in Houston called In Vain. In so vain, just, just opened vain. it uh, like a few months in ago. E N V A I N. E N V A N. V E N V A I N. So it's in, it's on the north side of Houston. Um, it's a, it's a restaurant size now, so you can do hookah and stuff like that. So it's going crazy right now. I think I seen it on Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I think I seen it, Instagram. Grand opening was crazy. So it's a lot of people like going over, and there's no restaurants really like on the north side. Everything is like in the city, it like really midtown is. stuff like that. So it like really we taking over. It really is. Um, dark skin dude. He a dark skin dude. Yeah. I, I I, no, so. no. I'm I asking because so. it's because uh-huh. I think I seen him on Instagram. Uh, I think I seen him on his page. The business partner. He, he played in the NFL, right? Yep. Okay. I think I think I know you talking about. I think I know you talking about. Um, anyway, that don't matter. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I think you said, you was, I heard you said you were in the trucking business too, huh? 
Yeah, so uh, and my other business partner, he's played in the NFL too as well. How many DeAndre business partners you got? I got a couple. I got three. <laughs> I got three main ones. Um, play, he played for the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, we got a trucking. We got a trucking business. I'll establish and we started an LLC out in Texas because so the insurance can be lowered, stuff like that. So we got that going on too as well. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So uh, one question I got for you is. Because everyone said they fix credit. Everyone said they do credit. You go on Instagram, you go, every, everyone promoting credit. Mm -hmm. What separates you? So I give my people what like makes a white, you an experience, an experience, a white glove experience. So not only am I fixing your credit, but I'm educating you on things you can do with your credit once you get it fixed. So I'm, I'm telling you, once we get your credit, once during our repair process, I'm showing you how to build up your primary accounts, right? So I'm showing you how to build up your credit history so you can hit up your, your, data, your data points. So for people that don't know what primary accounts is, what is it? So primary accounts are your own like credit history. So self-lender, uh, rent, rental, rent reporters. Um, you can do a Navy Federal Pledge loan. That's your own account. Rental Karma, Kickoff, Curtis Strong. Like these are all either credit cards um, and installment loans that you can use to report on your credit profiles for you to get to the 700 super fast. They're all going to build history too as well. So once you add those, then you can add like the authorized users. At the end of um, my company fixing your credit, once we get all the negative items left for you to go out and get approved for a house, a car, getting business funding. What's the most you got someone approved for? Uh, I got somebody approved for like a, I don't know, it's multiple, it's like 200K. 200? Yeah. How long that took? Uh, it took like a couple months. What's a couple? Like, what, two months? No way. Yeah, two months. But it would take longer for like, for like loans though sometimes, depending on what they, it, so sometimes it takes longer based on what the person wants. Right. Like, so I have to, we have to go through what are they using the money for to see if it makes sense. Right. Like, I'm not about to go out and get somebody 500K in business funding if you don't have no plan for it. You know what I mean? So if a person has no, you know, plan for 100K, I'm not gonna go out and get them 100K. I might go out and get them 50K and like credit cards and like that's it. And once they come back to me with a business plan of, hey, I wanna go, you know, invest my money in a truck industry, Airbnb, car rentals or real estate, then they can come back to me and then we go out and get more funding for like a line of credit of 100K or 75K or a business loan and stuff like that. But off top, I'm about to get somebody like, 150k plus just right. cause cause I want the percentage on the back end like I want them to be smart with their investments I don't want them to blow blow their money and then mess up their credit again you know what what you saying that just makes me think that it makes me think that now I can see you know it's those little intricacies that separates people in business right mm -hmm. cause what you saying that it makes me understand that you care about what they doing with their money. Of Whereas course. some people, they probably just fixing their credit just for them to get paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So within that, that says something about you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it says something about your integrity. It says something about how you really love helping people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in this moment, I just want to say thank you for being a genuine person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really, like those little things, that matters. Yeah. That matters. And that's what really separate people. Um, while I'm on that topic, I want to say that uh, I wish you nothing but success and longevity Amen. in what you're doing. Amen. For real, for real. Salute Amen. to that. Um, let's say uh, you got a high school kid um, coming out of school. You know, it don't even matter. Let's just say anyone, period. They mm. want to get into the industry. Yeah. They want to start fixing credit. What kind of advice you got for them? 
So it's funny you said this. I'm really I'm in the process with my business, business manager of creating a curriculum of financial literacy for school systems. And so I literally put in something together to help high school students transition to the entrepreneurship or to college too as well. So with, with that question, um, the first thing is, you said, how do you help somebody? How no, do you? I, I said, what advice you got for them if they want to get into the industry of fixing credit? Yeah, so all it is is setting up your LLC, number one, um, and then just going out and marketing to as well, to like real realtors, car salesmen, marketing to your friends, even like doing some free clients too as well. I know my first client was my sister and my cousin. I fixed their credit for free, got them up to a 700 credit score, and they started sending me crazy referrals. You know what I mean? So now I don't even have to really market like that because people like seek me to fix their credit because right. of integrity and stuff like that too as well. And then also just making sure um, that they know how to aggressively dispute to get those items off too as well. That's that's like the biggest thing. Most people like send in like regular template letters and don't get nothing off the people's credit. That's why people be like, oh, I got scammed and stuff like that. And right. just making sure you have your systems in place. So I have a virtual assistant. I have email text automation systems. I have a CRM system like set up to as well uh, to where my business works without me. All I have to do is just make sure that my, my two virtual assistants are disputing and making calls every single day and making sure everything else is efficient. So I don't really don't do anything. I just collect the money on the back end. <laughs> just collect the money in the back end. That's it. You know, you got to delegate the work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to be a slave to my business. And that's what right. I think most entrepreneurs are. They're slaves for their business because they don't know how to delegate the work. You read, um, you ever read Cashflow Quadrant mm -mm. by Robert Kiyosaki? No. Nah. Yeah, um, it's basically a book talking about... Um, the cash flow quadrant, you have a quadrant with uh, employees, small businesses, mm -hmm. business owners, I mean, big business and investors. And he just breaks down where, you know, how an employee think, what yeah. you know what I'm saying, a small business, mm -hmm. a big business and an investor. And um, when you said uh, you don't want to be a slave to your business, yeah. it just made me realize that, you know, like a lot of people, even though you're not an employee, you still a, and and you have a smart business. You could still be a slave yeah. to your business. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And um, you just made me think about that. But uh, another thing that 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 really stood out to me, you know, while we was talking, that really made me understand that okay, she's really about it. It's the words you use, your choice of words. Mm -hmm. Um, you you use the word systems. Yeah. You use the word uh. What's what's the two words you said earlier that I, that I was um? I don't know. I like you said, it, yeah. uh, said oh my gosh, what it was? Email text campaign. Nah, I was way virtual earlier. Assistance. Yeah, all of that. You said systems, virtual assistance. You said uh, it's a word that start with C that you said earlier. Oh my god. Consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Consistency, and you said um, mentorship. Oh, like yeah. all of that stuff packaged together would really help you flourish in the entrepreneurship space mm -hmm. and you know um in this moment it just makes me realize that and this is not like the downplay or make anyone feel bad but you know as i think about people that i know that have jobs yeah like when i talk to them i never hear them use those type of words mm -hmm. you know what I'm i don't hear them talk about systems yeah i don't hear them talk about consistency i don't hear them talk about leveraging yeah brokering and um Obviously, you know, we both value financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So for the people that's out there, you know, that want to tap into that space, 
words is everything. Yeah. You know, so as you change your words, you know, you, you could change your life. Mm-hmm. Words are your way to wealth. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Dr. Myron Golan said it. I don't know if you know who that is, yeah. but yeah. So um, and as you're speaking, I'm just picking up on these kind of things that, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, all bars, no fluff, huh? You did. <laughs> no, for real. All bars, no fluff. But um, another thing I want to ask you is, uh, do you, how, how far do you see yourself going with, with the credit? Like, like, what's the end goal? So, now with the credit repair, the thing is this. A lot of people don't like doing credit repair because of the clients, right? People think because of the clients, because the industry is always changing, updating stuff like that. So when it comes to... What do you mean by that? The industry always like changes. It's always like a new update with disputing. Like something's always changing mm-hmm. to get items deleted. So you always have to be a student of the game, right? So with the credit, with the, my credit repair business, I'm more focused on not the, not fixing people's credit, but the financial literacy, the financial literacy part of, of educating people on the power of credit. That's right. like my main goal. That's my main mission, right? Because once you learn the power of credit, now you know your buying power. Now you know you can go out and get 100K in funding. And once you learn how to fix your credit, now you can fix your family and friends credit, right? So that's that's like my goal of some people because I've done it with my friends. I didn't fix my friends credit, got them funded to where now we're making investments with each other when it comes to real estate, Airbnb, car rentals, trucking, like whatever it is. So instead of just me being the only person that's educated on credit, now my family and friends are educated. Now we're powerful together. That's like my whole goal. How, how can I teach you the power of credit to where you can go out back to your community and your group of friends to impact them too as well, right? So that's like, that's that's the mission that I'm on, showing people like that. That's the mission. I like that. She on a mission. Yeah. How that mission been going so far? It's going good. My whole goal, like in the next five years, I want to at least make at least for a hundred millionaires off the information that I have. You know what I mean? Next five years, we're going to have a hundred. I want to make a hundred millionaires. You're going to have a hundred millionaires in the next five years. That's the goal. I got a lot of six figure earners, you know, already that I've created. So I want to make at least a hundred, you know, a hundred millionaires in the next five years. And it's if it done. comes sooner, it comes sooner. You know it's done. I mean? You said it. It's done now. Yeah. It's Already done. Write it down. It's, it's, I know it's, it's done. done. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna play this after fire. What's what we in 22? Mm-hmm. That's what 27. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Something like 27. Yeah. So 27. I'm gonna send this clip to you. Like, right. Princess, you said you you said you're gonna do and you handle your business. Yeah. I love that. Go. I love that. Um. So how the the Airbnbs? Mm-hmm. What made you get into that? So with every my business, my other business partner, <laughs> my other business partner, Trail, made me get into the Airbnb industry. He like, made you get into it. He made it. me get into it. So I was already renting out um, my one of my apartments. Uh, I can't say where, but out of state. Cause I, I don't know if I'm looking at this. Out no, of state. I, 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 I get um, it. I understand. But I was doing it privately, and so people were like paying me cash app, whatever. They stand there privately and stuff like that. But then he called me, he was like, yo, Princess, send me, send me $3,000 if I start Airbnb business. And I was just like, okay. So I sent him the bread, he set up the, um, the two apartments. Um, I had my mom come furnish, furnish uh, our apartments for mm-hmm. the Airbnb. We got it up within probably like uh, three days and it was booked for uh, 75 days already. Jeez. A book long term, right? And so, we got in and then we started making profit every single every single month. Just long term rentals, though, which was which was crazy because I didn't think it was gonna go the way it did, right. but it was very successful with the Airbnbs we got. 
So you more geared towards long-term rentals? Long-term rentals are everything. When it comes to cars, when it comes to Airbnb, everything has to be long-term because I'm not the person who wants to keep up with stuff every week. Right. Like, for example, like a lot of my students, they do economy cars on Turo where, you know, they might have somebody pick it up for three days and I got to uh, drop it back off. You know what I right. mean? So now you're washing a car every three to three to three to five days or every other day you're washing right. your car. Like that's too much for me. I'd rather somebody <laughs> take my car for a long, long term and then that's it because it's, it's low maintenance, you know, for me. And I'm got to keep it up, with, keep up with it that much. So what's long term to you? So 60 correct. days plus? Yeah. A month, 30 days plus. 30 days plus. 30 days plus is long term for me. So with our Airbnb, we're targeting traveling nurses. We're targeting people who work for, you know, Google and Facebook who are out of town, tech workers who are staying here long Amazon, like what Netflix workers are here for, you know, long contracts and stuff like that. Even when it comes to the summertime, where a lot of like pro athletes come to LA or they come to Atlanta or, or Miami and stuff like that, they right. need a place to stay. So those are the people that we're, we're attracting. How you market towards them? It's all about who you know, being in the rooms, networking, and it's always a person who's managing a a pro athlete. It's always a person in the room who knows a traveling nurse that's coming to my city. It's always it's, it's always a person who knows somebody that needs a service that I have. So you gotta get in the rooms. Yeah, it's all about getting rooms. It's all about networking, and I'm good at that. Like I'm a good networker, and I'm like I'm a good people's person, and I know how to talk. How'd you get good at networking? Uh, doing network marketing when I was younger, doing the ML, MLM business. People think it's a pyramid scheme. I was one of those people that thought it was a pyramid scheme. No, it, like, it builds character. Like, I tell anybody who wants to get in the entrepreneurial industry, like, network marketing really builds character. It helps you go through the no's. It helps you go through the yeses. Like, it helps you with system. It helps you become organized. It helps you uh, be responsible, too, as well. Like, going, showing up to events and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what helped me. You know, some of, the, some of the most inspirational people, books I've read, um, like Robert Kiyosaki, um, Myron Golden. Mm -hmm. um, Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, right. my favorite book. Right. Oh, man, that's the one that changed my life. Yeah. Man, but, and, you know, while you said network marketing, it just mm -hmm. reminded me that in those books, they always reiterate, like, Go do network marketing. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah, it wasn't about the money for me. I just wanted to uh, rub elbows with other successful right. people. Like, that was my first time being in a room with other successful people and learning how to have, um, you know, intelligent conversations, like business conversations too as well. Right. So, yeah, it really helped me. You know, I'm glad you said it because, you know, one of the things they did say is that it's not about what you're doing. is. It's like everything that you learn from it transfers to wherever you go to next mm -hmm. in your business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, damn, that's good that I, that, that I get a chance to meet someone that's a high-level entrepreneur now that started in network marketing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, that's good. How, how did you like it? How long you did it for? Uh, how long did it for? I think I did it for like four years. Four years. Yeah. What company you was with? Uh, I did like ACN, those I did it with TLC. I think I was it. ACN, ACN, man, my um, that's funny you say ACN because me and my friend did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TLC, TLC. That's um. That's the nutrition stuff. Okay, 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 okay. Which which, which one you like more? I did the ACN one more, more, more business stuff. More business. I feel more you. More people to network with. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. 
But um, yeah, man, we tapped into the business side of things, man. I really appreciate um everything you're doing in business. I like, I can't stress that enough, man. Like, it's good to see, you know, our black sisters, our black women are here, really getting after it. Um, I really, really, really admire that. Appreciate for real, that. for real, for real. Um, one more thing to uh, in the business side of things. If not, and, and I'm trying to find the way, the, the right way to word it. Well, let me ask first. So your course, let's mm -hmm. talk about the course. Mm -hmm. so, uh, how many different courses you have? Just one. Just one. Yeah, one course right now. Just one. Okay. And um, how do people find it? So as it's called, you can go to mogulsignup.com and then register from there. Mogulsignup.com. Yep. How much it costs? So, yeah, it's, it's twenty four ninety seven, and you might catch it on sale. Might catch it on sale. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I get a um. Can we do a uh, affiliate link? We can do a affiliate link, of course. Okay, good, good, good. I like that. I like that. Um, other than that, man, that's that's the business side of things. I want to tap into your tap into your the life side of the life side of things now mm -hmm. i got 10 questions for you Ooh. uh <laughs> ranging from business ranging from maybe relationship maybe mm -hmm. ranging from um money friendships parents no i don't think you probably don't have no no kids, no, no huh? kids. okay rich okay auntie. rich auntie <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that um but yeah let me tap into that real quick right. i do have a few questions i want to ask Oh, you got you, you. Oh, you got it. Got it on your phone. Nah, I got it. I, I wrote it down on this paper. Where is it at? Mm -hmm. Oh, on paper. Oh, it's intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intense. Okay. <laughs> My first question is, if you could sell, um, no, sorry. My first question: How much would you sell your dream for? I'm not selling my dream, cause my dream is mine. So let me ask you this: I got a homeboy. Mm -hmm. He offered you a billion dollars right now for your dream. Mm -hmm. You're not selling it? I'm not selling it. Well, I'm gonna take some, we gonna do, I'm gonna sell it, but take some equity too with it or something. Like, we're gonna take a percentage. Like, I'm not so, just, I'm not just giving it up. Like, I'm still gonna be a part of it and still make money off, make, make money off, off of it every single month. You can't do that. Yes, you can. When you sell How? a business, when you sell a business. I said your dream. No, it's the same thing. If we talk <laughs> about the same thing, dream, business, whatever it is. Okay, wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out. This Let is, me hear you out. This paper right here is Princess's dream, right? Yeah. This is your dream. Yeah. I, you sold it. Uh -huh. You got it now. You don't have it no more. So how you gonna? What you gonna? How? Well, I'm not selling it, huh? Take it back. So you're not selling I'm it. I'm not selling it. That was my first question. Answer. I'm not selling it. I'll sell my dream. I feel you. Yeah. Why not though? Why should I? If it's my, if it's my dream, why should I? Why should I sell my dream? If it's my dream. Maybe the money worth it. It might not be worth it. To you, it's not. No, if it's my dream and it's and it's just my, I guess, goal to accomplish, then no, because it's my mission. It's not your mission. It's my mission to accomplish my dream. Because my my dream might impact more lives than you take. Then me selling my dream to you and you don't do nothing with it. You might fumble it. Might fumble then, it. Then what? <laughs> then what? Yeah. Nah, I feel you. That was a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Uh, second question: <laughs> Is it okay for? Your partner <laughs> to be cordial with his ex. What do you mean by cordial? Let's say y'all. Let's say he out of the grocery store, mm -hmm. and she happened to walk by. It's okay for him to be like, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah. And just keep it moving. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that because at the end of the day, like they mu- they might have ended on good terms. You know what I mean? They went their separate ways. So I can't be like, oh, I don't want you talking to them no more. Now, if he's, you know, messing up the boundaries where he's like texting her, like you know, sexually and stuff like that, then yeah, that's that's out the boundaries. But you know what I mean? Like they still might be like friends. They might have ended on good terms. So I don't know how much history they have. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of it's a lot of like couples that are still friends, even married. They when they they marry and they get divorced, they still friends and stuff like that. Right. So and cordial, you know what I mean? Nothing nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. You gotta trust. Now I feel you on that. Yeah. Th- that is a big factor. Trust. Yeah. I'm not trust. And I'm not insecure, so. <laughs> you said that real confident. I'm I'm very confident. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, you want to do what you want to do? <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? If you was to start a business, right, <laughs> would you ask your family and friends to share it on their social media pages? Yeah, but most of the time, family and friends don't share your business until you're successful. That's so crazy, though. Mm-hmm. But you would ask them. Of course. Of course I'm going to ask them to share my business. That's what, that's what family and friends are supposed to do. They're supposed to support you. But 100% of the time, they don't support you until you're successful. The strangers make you, make you rich. And I, I understand that. I understood that from network marketing. So now, in my own business, I don't get offended when my family and friends don't support me because the strangers want to support me more, and they do. You know what I mean? Like, I have a whole mentorship, a whole mogul family. It's probably one friend in there that I, that I went to school with that's in my mentorship. Wow. All my other friends are not in it. That's like, crazy. What, what, what does that say? You know what I mean? So it is what it is. So you just said 100% of the times they probably won't share it. So I'm why? Sure. So why ask if you know they're not going to share it? I mean, I don't ask anymore like that. Like, I, I might put on Instagram, like, like, share, and comment on a right. post. And most of the time, most of my, my day one friends, they're going to like, share, and comment on my right. post and stuff like that. Um, well, so well if, we're not talking about now. Like I said in the beginning, if you start a business. If I started a business, um, I mean, yeah, I still, I still would, just to see who's going to support me. Because at the end of the day, I want to see who's going to hold me down in the beginning till I'm successful. Because right. when I'm successful, I'm always going to look out for that person. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't know, man. It's just for me, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think I would. Why? And I say that because, you know, I heard Rick Ross said it one time. Like, if your dog start a business, you treat that like yours. Yeah. They don't. You like, he shouldn't have to ask you to share. As soon as he posted, you on it. Yeah, of course. That's how I feel. Yeah, you gotta have the same energy. But some people, some people, at the end of the day, some people aren't raised like you, and you have to respect that. In the day, everybody not like you. Everybody household is different. They might be raised a different type of way. They That's have a different a type point. of loyalty, a different type of support system. They don't know. They don't. They might not know how to support you the way you want to be supported. And I had to learn that. I had to take a step back and learn that. So I don't even take offense when people don't support me and stuff like that. Is it hurtful? Yeah, sometimes it is. But it is. It is what it is. I'm not about to be mad about it because right. it's a, a hundred other people that's that's going all out for me. Right. I didn't think about it like that until you said it. Of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They probably was raised different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I didn't think about it like that, but that's yeah. a valid point, though. Yeah. That's a valid point. Everybody, everybody raised differently. So I'm, that's a I'm valid point. That's a valid point. Um, <clears throat> if you could change anything about the way you was raised, what would it be? And it could be maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe you wish your mama pick you up from school more to have more talks. Maybe you wish your dad had more talks with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and your sister had a better relationship, like anything. 
or uh, nothing at all. With, I don't know. I think the I think maybe having my mom come to more uh, athletic events for me. That's it. That's, that's it. I, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. She oh. never she never used to come up with athletic events. Why not? Why mom was busy working? We got mm. we got a job, all type of stuff. She never had a job, but when you got a, she's an entrepreneur, so in her business, she got to work a lot, so she wasn't able to do the athletic stuff. You know, but she she showed up to some of my games right. and events, but not all the time like other parents. So then it's like, dang, I wish, I wish my mom can come to all my events. You know, Man, that's but crazy. Said, you said it because my my wife my wife, you know, she said the same thing too. Like I wish my mama came to my games more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, one of my other guests I had on here, um, he was ranked in Texas for basketball, and he was telling me how at games, you know, he, he dropped like 30. He would, you know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing, but his parents was in there. But there's another kid that didn't even play at all, sitting on the bench, but his parents in the background. I mean, sorry, not in the background. They, on, they in the stands. They got their camera up, everything. Yeah. And he, and he said one time, he just looked up like, damn, I wish my parents was here. Yeah. But I feel you on that, though. Yeah, I feel you on thing. that. But mom showing up every day now? Yes, my dog. That's your dog. The dog. And I respect that. Shout out moms. Yeah. Shout out moms. <laughs> uh, could you be with someone that can't dress? <sighs> no. <laughs> love is love, though. I know, but... I mean, like, what you mean? Like, can't dress to where I can help them learn how to dress? Like, is that on the table? It's a lot of people don't know how to dress because they don't have no style. So then another person comes in and teach them style. So, yeah. What if they, what if they not willing to accept the way you're no. trying to? No. No. Because if I'm stepping out and I put that sh- on and you don't put that <laughs> on, <laughs> it's it not going to work. work. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Only because... I'm more in the public eye, if that right. makes sense. Like you, you got you represent me. You know what I mean. Facts. So it just like if, if I didn't like if I didn't like how to dress, and that person was you know stylish and stuff like that. Like I gotta meet they, I gotta meet they fly. If we if we a couple, like right. we got we both gotta meet each other fly. You know what I mean. But and you I'll love think, someone for you love someone for who they yeah, are. Yeah, I love the way they, they dress. Are. That's cool. But if we stepping out, like you gotta be fly like me. No, like, I feel that. Yeah, like no. <laughs> you couldn't but, do it. No. If you don't know how to dress, then no. Especially if you don't want my help in dressing, no. I'm not about to walk out with no, with no bun. <laughs> like, ain't happening. No chance. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel you on that. Which one is scarier, ocean or outer space? Oh. Ocean. <laughs> really? Like, what you mean? Like, being in the ocean? What you yeah. mean? Like, yeah, if I was, yeah, like, yeah. stuck in sea? If you had to choose between... Going the ocean or outer space, which one do you think is more scarier? Okay, but like the question is this though: like, am I on the ocean on a boat, or I'm like stuck in sea? <laughs> uh, for conversation purposes, let's say you in the sea. Well, I'm on a boat and I'm safe. <laughs> See, there's a difference. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, if I'm I'm gonna pick ocean. If I if I'm on a boat. But you do have to take a, um, oh, what's it called? What you take when you go to space again? How do I not remember this? Mm-hmm. You take the rocket ship. You do yeah. take a rocket ship to go to space. Yeah. So, I mean, let's say you outside of the spaceship and you outside of the boat. Mm-hmm. Then which one is more scary? The ocean. 
Why, because, why you pick ocean? Because in the ocean, I'm a, in the ocean, I'm gonna sink and I'm a, uh, I'm a drown, and I'm be stuck and it's gonna be cold and all that other type of stuff. Where in space, I'm gonna have my suit on and I'm still gonna have oxygen, and I'm be able to walk and and hang out with the aliens. So we talking you about. You think it's aliens? Probably. I'm, I'm gonna pick atmosphere, the space, whatever. I got you. Yeah, I'm not going to the water. It's cold, and I can barely. <laughs> but let's swim. say I have one of the suits on. You know they have the, the ocean suits on. I can barely swim, on. and it's cold. So that's it. You picking? I'm going to space with my suit, and where it's warm. <laughs> say less. And I'm chilling. You think it's warm in space? I'm with my suit. Yeah. I ain't never heard nobody say that the suit is it's cold. <laughs> I'm gonna be alright. <laughs> um, you talked about credit. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's not something they talk about in school? Why do you think they don't teach that in school? Because school is old school. And because so, school is old school. Yeah, it's ancient. It's dinosaur. And people aren't hip um, to the new generation of financial literacy. And uh, more schools are getting more hip. We want to put in certain curriculums in schools to help um, students become more equipped to financial literacy, like accounting, credit. Right. Um, I don't know, like, what else they doing? Like coding and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of schools are putting those curriculums in schools now but you know we aren't taught that because people people because number one thing is this we are taught to go to school get a good education in college and go find a job we aren't taught that we can become entrepreneurs we can become investors and make unlimited money that's you think why. that's intentional probably because people want people to work for other people we are trained to work for other people we are trained we are trained to work for other people or we are trained to do bad things to go to jail, either one or the two. That's the environment that we were trained to do growing up. I don't understand why they'll want to train you to do that though. Like that's like that's just mind blowing to me. Because that's all they know. Principals all they know. The teachers all they know. You know what I mean? But nowadays, it's students in here that have YouTube channels that are streaming video games that are making more than their teachers. So they really don't nice. want to go to school, but they have to to make their you know their parent happy and stuff like that. But they don't they don't listen to those teachers. Because they already know what they're going to do right. once they once they graduate high school. What's what's one more thing that you could bring to yourself to give you long term peace? Ooh. I don't know. Let me see. Long term peace. I'm going to have to say something that could bring me long term peace. That I don't have right now? For conversation purposes, let's say yes. Um, I think just to give me long-term peace, to do what I want, I need, to, I, need to I need to hire more people in my business. I need to delegate more. So once I delegate more, then I could be way more hands-off in a lot of more stuff and enjoy, like for example, like, if I was, if I had more people on the marketing side of my business, I can enjoy just making content every day and going about my way. But knowing that my team is going to post and do the graphic designs and other stuff that I need for myself, it's just like the, the little tedious things. So you're hiring? Yeah, I need to, I need to hire more people to do things that I don't want to do. And that bring me, that bring me more peace too as well. Even in social media, like DM, like I have crazy DMs. I bet. I need to find somebody to answer all those DMs for me because it's, it's dry. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? That could bring me more peace. That give me more time to spend more time on myself, if that makes sense. So I, won't, so I can relax and enjoy the fruits of my labor. 
I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. That's actually a good one. Actually a good one. Delegating stuff that you don't really want to do no more, you know what I'm saying? And have someone else do it. Yeah. So you could basically that basically that means that you will be buying back your time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. So in a nutshell, that's what you're saying. You buy back my time. Right. Buying back more of my time. Buy back more of your time. I have a couple of people on my team that do other stuff that I don't want to do. But just hiring more people to do the marketing side. I need more marketing people in my team. Got you. And then it's this up. I got you. I recently went to Atlanta and uh, I stayed at this Airbnb and I had I had the pleasure of meeting this wonderful man uh, called Dr. Umar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to him about my podcast when I got going on mm. and he inspired me to ask this question. And it's called The World is Listening. Okay. The World is Listening. What's one piece of advice you could give to humanity? Oh, man. Treating, I think the one piece of advice that I've learned over the years is treat everybody equally. You know what I mean? You know that saying, like, treat, treat the janitor like the CEO. You know what I mean? Right. Like, treat everybody, you know, with good energy. Don't ever uh, look down on others. And that's that, I think that's the biggest advice like I would I would give somebody because we have a lot of negative energy in the world. A lot of people feel like when they get a lot of money that they, they become big headed and they don't think they should treat other people like kind. You know, it's a lot of evil stuff going on, you know, in the world. So I think that's like my biggest thing to humanity is treat everybody equally, treat everybody kindly, treat treat everybody with higher vibrations because you never know you might need a favor from that person. Right. You know what I mean? So when people like, when people DM me and I don't feel like DMing them, like, I still take time on my day to write them back. It might be, not not be the same day. It might be right. three days later, but I still want to reply back to them because that's going to make their day. You know what I mean? Because they probably think that they'll never, that I'll never see they, they message ever, ever in their right. life. But me just showing that I care and writing them a long, you know, message back to their question, I mean, I think that goes like a long way. And they have more respect for me when they see me outside to bring me more referrals or tell somebody like, yo, Princess, like, she's a dope person. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I respect that. Hey, that's actually a beautiful one. Because like you said, like, when some people, when they do get to a certain level, they do start treating different people, people a little differently. Yeah, you got to be humble. You got to have accountability partners. So I'm happy I have a lot of great accountability partners that keep me humble when I do become, like, sometimes I do be, become big-headed, and they got to humble me sometimes. You know what I mean? You got to give me them prep talks and stuff like right. that because I'm not perfect at all. So, yeah. Got you. I got you. Man, other than that, man, it was, it was a pleasure sitting here with you, you know, being able to pick your brain. Um, yes, on different topics. It was a pleasure um, talking to you about the business side of things. And um, like I said, man, uh, I really, really, really appreciate everything that you're doing for the culture. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So, you know, one last time, I just want to say I'm sending positive energy, sending high vibrations yes. towards you and your business and longevity. Yes. And that you may accomplish every single thing that you ever dreamed of. I appreciate that. And I want you to keep going, keep doing your thing. Um, and one thing I want to say too is that, man, I I, I truly admire your energy. I appreciate uh, that. And I first I first seen you and heard about you on the three day summit, uh-huh. and you know I was just on there watching and paying attention. I was like, man, like everyone there, real dope, real yeah. dope. And, and I seen how you were when it's your time to speak, and I was just looking at, looking at my looking at my laptop like. 
Like, damn, like, she is dope, and she really giving up the game for real, for real. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know what, man? I got a podcast. Let me reach out. Yeah. And we just reach out and see, see, see what we can make out of it. So yeah. that's why, you know, in the beginning, I, the first thing I said to you was I truly, <laughs> truly, truly appreciate you taking your time out of your day, you know what I'm saying, and coming and sitting here with me. Of course. That goes a long way. No, um, I appreciate you having me. I had a great time. I had a, it was a great interview. Once you know, I enjoyed it. Thank you. We locked in, man. We locked yes. in. I really appreciate that. Um, other than that, that's it. That's it. Uh, tell people how to find you. So you can find me at It's Princess Dior on Instagram, Facebook, and also YouTube. It's Princess Dior. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yes. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you.